So Myra, maybe you can share with us, how did you manage to close $3 million of sales in 30 minutes? I mean, that's what people take a lifetime to make. How do you make that in 30 minutes? Well, I think a couple of things took place. One is um, the, the context, the, the environment provided the context uh, or the content so that I knew what the people wanted, right? So in order to sell something to somebody, you have to know what they're looking for because people only buy mm -hmm. things for one reason and one reason only. That's because they feel like it. So how can, what can I do to make people feel like buying the thing I'm selling? And so basically, I knew the people were there. They already wanted to buy. I just helped them move all the reasons, all of their reasons why they weren't buying out of the way. This is Elric Ong, and today I'm here with Myron Golden. Myron Golden has a PhD, and he understands how to overcome adversity. He contracted polio as an infant and has worked with a metal brace on his life his entire life, just like my dad. My dad also has polio, and, and that really, really resonated with me when I found out about it. And although he has a brace on his leg, Myron used the discipline he learned from his parents to become a black belt in the martial arts. Myron is an is a in high demand as speaker and trainer areas of in the in the areas of sales marketing business development and financial literacy with over 27 years of experience and he's also a best-selling author a songwriter and the owner of a record label myron is the own author of the international best-selling book from the trash man to the cash man how anyone can get rich starting from anywhere he's also the author of the new book click and order for brick and mortar online business strategies for offline market domination He's an integrated marketing consultant who can help any business use technology to generate leads and then optimizing the conversion process of those leads offline. Now, what really impressed me was when I saw a testimonial from Russell Brunson, the co-founder of ClickFunnels, who mentioned that during Funnel Hacking Life, Russell sold an $18,000 program to 442 people. And he had a bet with Myron ahead of time and told him that if Myron could get another 20 to 30 sales, that would be amazing. And in 30 minutes, right, Myron didn't just sell... 20 people, he didn't just sell 40 people, he didn't just sell 100 people, he sold 214 people on an $18,000 program, and that's more than $3 million in additional sales in 30 minutes. So Myron, maybe you can share with us, how did you manage to close $3 million of sales in 30 minutes? I mean, that's what people take a lifetime to make. How do you make that in 30 minutes? Well, I think a couple of things took place. One is um, the, the context, the, the environment provided the context uh, or the content so that I knew what the people wanted. Right. So in order to sell something to somebody, you have to know what they're looking for because people only buy mm -hmm. things for one reason and one reason only. That's because they feel like it. So how can what can I do to make people feel like buying the thing I'm selling? And so basically I knew the people were there. They already wanted to buy. I just helped them move all the reasons, all of their reasons why they weren't buying out of the way. And so what kind of so do you use stories to do that? And like what, how, how, how do you pitch that, that offer? Yeah. So um, without actually doing the, the repitch, I, I, I can, w without actually doing it, because that would take 30 minutes, obviously. Um, <laughs> I, what did I do? First, first of all, do you mind if I close my door really quickly? You can sure, take this sure. part out. I, okay. I will. I will. Okay. So, yeah. so I, I think what most people don't realize is selling is not talking people into buying right? Mm -hmm. Selling is uncovering the value of what you have to offer so well that people are happy to buy. 
See, people mm-hmm. say people say people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. But that's not true. People love to buy and they love to be sold. In fact, nobody ever bought anything that wasn't sold to them, right? So, so it, it's it's like say people people um, love to get wet, but they hate to have water on them. It doesn't make sense, right? So people love to buy and they love they love to buy and they love to be sold, but they hate to be convinced. So convincing mm-hmm. is what people resort to when they failed to sell. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So, yeah, so people who are people who are really good at selling, they make it seamless. In fact, someone who's really, really good at selling, by the time they get done selling you, you don't think they sold you. You think you bought it because it was your idea, mm-hmm. right? And so, so people who are really good at sales are not combative salespeople. They are mm-hmm. cooperative salespeople. They cooperate with your emotions to help you feel like buying. And so that's what I did. So, so um at that particular event with Russell, when we did the $3.8 million in sales in 27 minutes, I had to, oh. I, I thought about all of the things that would cause people not to buy. And one of the first things that causes people not to buy is when they think that somebody's trying to sell them, they start to resist. So how do I remove sales resistance because they feel like somebody's trying to sell? Well, mm-hmm. first thing I do is I help them see that that I help them, I, I show the people who are, who I'm selling to how to remove that same resistance in the people they're selling to. But when I show them how to remove it in the people they're selling to, I'm actually removing it in them. Okay. Does that make sense? Here's what I mean by that. So, so if, if you're, if, if I'm selling you something and you're resisting, I'm not going to say, stop resisting my selling. I'm going to say, you know, have you ever experienced when you're attempting to sell something to somebody, they resist? And people say, well, yeah. Do you know why they resist? They resist because they, they don't yet know that you have their best interest in mind. But see, one of the things that I learned, and I learned it from scripture, is that if I have something good, I have a moral obligation to sell it to as many people as possible. And the reality is um, that if, if, I, if, I have, if I don't have something good, I shouldn't be selling it anyway. Right. But if I have something good, I should do everything in my power to sell it to as many people as possible. Does that make sense? Everyone? Yes. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course that makes sense because it's good. It's going to make their life better. And then I'll use some people that they knew, knew some people that Russell paraded across the stage to get their two comma club award or the two comma club X award. And I'll tell their story again. They already saw the story. I'll say, do you think Brandon and Kaylin Pullen, who are now making over $10 million a year in their 20s, do you think they would have been better off if Russell wouldn't have sold them on a $30,000 coaching program when they were broke? Russell sold them a $30,000 coaching program when they were broke, and they put it on credit cards, and they bought it when they were broke. And some people say, wow, that's so mean. How could you do that to somebody? But now because they did that, they're doing $10 million a year. Before they did that, Kaylin would go to the grocery store and she would, she would have to put groceries back because she didn't have enough money on her debit card. You think they would have mm-hmm. been better off there or after Russell sold them? So uh, did Russell do something exactly? So did Russell do something to them or did Russell do something for them by selling something to them? For them. He did something for them. And see, most salespeople make the mistake of thinking that when some, when people are selling, that they're doing something to them. I know that if I'm selling something to somebody, I'm doing something for them because I'm about to change their life. If it wasn't good, I wouldn't be selling it. And, it, and because it's good, I'm going to do everything in my power to get them to buy. And isn't that what you want to do with the things you have for sale? So I, I know some of you are still on the fence about Russell's offer, but um, the only thing you're doing is you're preventing your story to be like 
Brandon and Caitlin Pullen's story. You're preventing your story from being like Alex and Layla Hormozzi's story. And I just basically retell the stories of the people who bought when they couldn't buy, when it was hard for them to buy, they bought anyway, and now um, their life is better. So, and, and they're like, oh, that makes sense. And now their resistance goes down. And then I might tell a story about how, you know, um, would you guys, I might ask you a question like this, Eric, I say, uh, so Eric, um, would you like me to teach you one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned in sales? Mm-hmm. Would you like me to teach you one of the greatest? Yeah. Would you like me to teach you one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned in sales? The master key to selling, the master key to selling, is this: love the people you sell to so much okay. that you will only ever sell them anything that will do them good. You'll never sell them anything that will do them harm. Like people can tell if you're loving them, or they can tell if you're using them to love yourself. So yeah. my advice would be: love the people and use the money. Don't use the people and love the money. In fact, Mm -hmm. when you really get good at sales, what you will do, and when you become successful, you'll use the money to love to, you'll use the money to love the people. For instance, I love to pay people. I love to pay the people who serve me. Like how many of y'all get excited when it's time to pay your electric bill? It's time to pay your credit card bills and it's time to pay your mortgage. I love paying my mortgage. I love paying my electric bill. I love leaving a big tip when I go out to breakfast. If I go out to breakfast and it's just me, if I get a meal that costs $14, if I get good service, I'm going to leave them a $10 tip on a $14 meal. Mm -hmm. If it's me and my wife and we go out to, and we, and we order $30 worth of food, I'm going to leave them a $20 tip. I love to pay the people who serve me. Do you want to know why I love to pay the people who serve me? Because I know that every deed is a seed, every thought is a seed, every word is a seed, and every dollar I spend is a seed that I'm sowing into the garden of my future. And if I love to pay the people who serve me, then automatically the people I serve are going to love to pay me. Wow. And see, I just, I, so what I did is I, 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 now how many of you, and how many of you believe other people, see, I believe other people love to pay me. I believe that with every fiber of my being. People love to pay me. How do I know people love to pay me? Because I love to pay people. And what goes around comes around. It's the, it's the law of the farm. You reap what you sow. If I love to pay people, people will love to pay me. So instead mm-hmm. of resisting when people are trying to sell you something, instead of resisting when it's time to pay a bill, get excited about it because it's a seed that you're sowing into the garden of people are going to eventually love to pay me. Mm-hmm. See, I, just, I just changed the frame because yeah. frames create focus, right? People think, okay, okay for instance, People think, they think they make a decision based on the fact, right? Mm-hmm. So you got this fact over here. Whatever the fact is, it doesn't matter. You don't make a decision yeah. based on the fact. You make a decision mm-hmm. based on the frame that you put around that fact. And the frame that you put around that fact is the focus that you have in your head. Okay. What you focus on about that fact is what you have in your head. And this, that's what starts the whole chain reaction of action focus the fact doesn't matter people say well uh this happened to me so so i became depressed well the same thing happened to somebody else and they didn't become depressed they became inspired Mm -hmm. so what was the difference the difference wasn't the fact the -hmm. difference was the focus you put around the fact and the focus you put around the fact is going to put a feeling in your heart okay so you get this focus in your head and the focus in your head puts a feeling in your heart and the feeling in your heart puts function in your hand. Mm-hmm. And that's how action is taken. Okay. So, is that helpful? Yeah. Fact, focus, and function. Yeah. yeah. 
The, f- the focus is in your head. See, the fact is outside of you. I tell okay. people, so I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm move this over here so you can see it better. Okay. I'm yeah, right I can see. I can see. <laughs> okay. So, well, just for when people are watching it while I'm talking, I'm not standing in front of it. So, sure. so, so people think that something happened to them and that's why they're the way they are. No, that's not why. There are two types of factors, right? Two types of facts. We're going to call them factors. There are de- contributing factors and determining factors. I can tell which one is which by where it's located. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, determining factor, contributing factors are all outside of me. I got fired okay. from my job. That's a contributing factor. I had polio as an infant. That's a contributing factor. Um, uh, I lost my job. That's a contributing factor. Um, the doctor gave me bad news. That's a contributing factor. Um, 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 I lost money in the stock market. That's a contributing factor. I got a letter from the IRS. That's a contributing factor. Contributing factors are always outside of us. Determining factors are always inside of us. What okay. happens to you is not is what happens to you is not what determines the trajectory of your life. But what you do based on what's inside of you. That's what determines the trajectory of your life. I see. Okay. Does that help? So basically, the determining factor is something that comes from within you. A contributing factor is something that comes from external. outside of you. Yeah. Okay, contributing factors are outside of us, and it doesn't matter what they are. Determining factors are inside of us. They're they're honesty and integrity and character and love and or mm-hmm. or dishonesty and lack of character and hate and 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 a bad attitude. Though those are the things that determine the trajectory of our lives. Success so is truly you, an inside job. Do you use this as well during that pitch? This, no, no, uh, this, no, no. Okay. Well, well, I didn't use this particular thing, but this is this is exactly what I did. I shifted okay. their focus. Okay. I sh- so when you're, I shifted what they were focused on, mm-hmm. which caused them to feel differently about the offer. Mm-hmm which caused the function that now I can say yes, whereas before I said no. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So no, this is not what I taught them, but this is how I orchestrated the whole thing. And, and people say, well, what did you say? What I said is not nearly as important as what it was doing. And what it was doing was changing the way they felt about the offer. See, people don't buy things because, they, <laughs> because it makes sense. They justify it. They, they, they justify buying it because it makes sense. They buy it because they feel like buying it. So my job, if I'm selling something to somebody, is to get them to feel like buying it. My job, if I am teaching something to somebody, is to get them to feel like learning it. My job is not to get them to learn it. Because p- human yeah. beings are only motivated by what they feel like doing. So I call sales, like I call sales emotional cooperation. Some people say, well, that sounds like manipulation. It's not manipulation. It's cooperating with their emotions. I'm selling to them the only way they desire to buy. So it's emotional mm-hmm. cooperation and then logical justification. So I cooperate with their emotions, and then I help mm-hmm. them find logical reasons to justify what they now feel like doing. Hmm. So, okay, and, and how was the close like? So like, like you asked them to head to the back of the room or? Yeah, or... I did. I did ask them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, okay. You're listening to me right now and you knew you should have taken advantage of Russell's offer yesterday, but you didn't take advantage of Russell's offer offer yesterday. So uh, like, as soon as you know, like you blew it yesterday, get up, go to the back of the room. And people just started popping up like popcorn. 
I see. And there were 200 people ran to the... Like, within that 27 minutes itself, there were 214 well, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Within 27 minutes, 214 people went back and bought the... Said yes to the thing they said no to the day before. Wow. <laughs> but I helped them see... They already wanted to buy it. So, I, I mean, everybody at the conference wanted to buy it. Everybody wanted to buy it. And some people talked themselves out of it. Right? The other people talked themselves into it. And then there were some people left on the fence that needed some help talk. So I helped them talk themselves into it. I didn't talk them into it. I helped them talk themselves into it by showing them what was actually going on inside of it. Mm -hmm. Right? So all you have to do is look at the reasons. Like, for instance, for instance, Eric, give me a reason somebody might not buy, whatever the reason is. It's so expensive. I don't have the money. Yeah. Okay, I don't have the money. So, so money is one of the reasons people come up with. So before I even ask for the money, and a lot of these, see what you have to do when you're selling is a lot of, you have to figure out what the resistance is before you get into the presentation, mm -hmm. right? And then you destroy the resistance before you get to the offer. Most people try to destroy the resistance after they get to the offer. Yeah. Right? I'm gonna destroy the resistance before they get to the offer. Why? Because if I destroy the resistance before I get to the offer, when it comes time for them to buy, they just think, well, I'm just buying this because I want it. Well, you are, you are buying it because you want it, but the reason you want it is because I helped you want it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And so, yeah. so like, let's take, let's take money. I say, it's really fascinating to me that people say, well, I can't afford it. And I say, how many of you wanna live your best life, take the greatest vacations, uh, drive the nicest cars, live in the nicest house, Leave a great inheritance to your children and live your best life. Say me, me. Okay, great. One of the ways, one of the things you're going to have to do in order to do that is stop making dead end statements and start asking green light questions. Mm -hmm. Now, I just made that up just now. I've never said that before in my life, right? Okay. But that part. But what I'm about to say, I have said before. So you got to stop making dead end statements and start making green light asking green light questions. What's a dead end statement? A dead end statement is I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. A dead end statement is my spouse won't let me. Mm. A dead end statement is I don't have the money. A dead end statement is um, I can't do that. But instead, yeah. what if you start asking green light questions? What's a green light question? Instead of saying I can't afford it, what if you said how can I afford it? What if you, instead of saying, I don't have the money, what if you said, how can I have the money? What if yeah. instead of saying my spouse won't let me, what if I said, hmm, what would have to happen in order for my spouse to agree with me? So stop asking mm -hmm. dead end, making dead end statements, start making, asking green light questions. And then you start asking these better, when you ask better questions, you get better answers. You can't get the right answer to the wrong question, right? Mm -hmm. You can't ask the wrong question and then come up with the right answer, right? And so what you got to do is you got to learn how to ask better questions. When you ask better questions, it will lead you to better answers. So one of the things, how many of y'all would like to know the thing that I did the first time I ever closed a $400,000 sale? Wow. Oh. <laughs> first time I ever closed one single person, $400,000. Would you like to know what I did? Yes. Uh, what I did was I realized that when I say I can't, my mind okay. stops looking for the answer. But when I say, how can I, my mind keeps searching until it finds the way. Mm -hmm. And so there was this guy that had this company and I wanted to do some business with him. And there's another guy that had a meeting with him. And I said, see if you can get me in that meeting. The guy couldn't get in touch with him. So what I did was 
even though the guy couldn't get in touch with him. I drove home all night long, bought a plane ticket for the next morning to fly from Baltimore down to Florida, got in a car, drove from Jacksonville to Tallahassee, and went and knocked on the door of this CEO. And it just so happened that one of my friends was there when I got there. And they said, come on in. We sat there. We talked for a couple of hours. We went to lunch. We came back. I was getting ready to leave. And this was back in 2008. And this was in 2008 after a bunch of people who owed me money got abducted by aliens. And I know they got abducted by aliens because I've never seen them since. Right. So, <laughs> so they just disappeared owing me money. Right. And so what I said was, I said to this guy, by the way, I can do this, 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 and this for you if you'd like. And here's what he said. And, it would, and I said, it would only be like 400,000 bucks. He said, you do that for us? Oh, just as sure as you write that check. And no sooner than I made him the offer, and I offered to sell him two, I offered to sell him, I don't even remember how many copies it was, 100,000 copies of my book and um, 200,000 copies of my newspaper that was a marketing tool that he could use for his business. Uh -huh. He's like, you do that for us? Just as sure as I'm standing here. And I said, you only have to put half down now and pay the other half on delivery. He's like, okay. He picked up his phone. He called his accounting department. Bring me a check for $200,000. Do you want me to make it out to you or your company? Oh, make it out to my company. And I, had my, I called my assistant. had my assistant send him a purchase order. Assistant sent him a purchase order. Boom. Closed a $200,000 sale to a guy I met that morning. I'd never met him before. What was the offer? Selling him 100,000 books. And what, what was the offer that you sold him? Um, 100,000 copies of my book. So the book sells for um, $20 and I was, he owned a direct sales company. So I said, I'm going to sell them to you. I'm going to sell you the books for $3 and 50 cents. You buy a hundred thousand, hundred thousand of them. I'll sell them to you for $3 and 50 cents. You'll be able to sell them to your distributors for $10. They'll be able to sell it to their customers for $20. So everybody makes money. Okay. For $3. And then I had a newspaper and I was going to sell them the newspapers for 50 cents. No, for a quarter. For, yeah, for a quarter, I was going to send the newspapers for a quarter, a piece, mm -hmm. and he was going to buy, and he was going to sell them to his distributors for fifty cents a piece, and they were going to give them away as promotional tools. So, so that was 200,000 200, papers at twenty five cents a piece. That was another fifty thousand dollars. So three hundred fifty thousand plus um, two hundred thousand. And the book, and the books only, the books only cost me like seventy five cents to make, and the newspapers only cost me two cents to make. Okay. Okay. The so literally, <laughs> yeah, the books cost me 75 cents to print and the newspapers cost me two, literally, didn't even cost me, it cost me 1.9 cents a piece. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of, that's a lot of net profit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a lot of profit. So, Selling so $100,000 of books, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And the, and the biggest sale, the biggest sale that I've ever made is my million dollar coaching program. Mm -hmm. so I have a million dollar coaching program. Here's what's cool. Mm -hmm. Let's say you want to make a million dollars a year. What if you put all of your energy, and I'm not saying you should do this, but just think about it for a second. What if you had a million dollar coaching program and you put all of your energy into figuring out what you could provide for somebody that would be worth them paying you a million dollars? What, what $10 million worth of value could I create for somebody that would cause them to pay me a million bucks? And what if mm -hmm. all you did was make that offer and you only sold mm -hmm. one a year? Mm -hmm. You're making a million dollars a year yeah and and so um like last year we sold one one million dollar offer and we sold a whole bunch of 155 thousand dollar offers and a bunch of 35 i mean 55 thousand dollar offers so you think about that that adds up to a lot of money yeah so so, so what's in your one million dollar like 
what how like that's like Tony Robbins. How much Tony Robbins charges for like one on one coaching? If I'm not wrong. So what's in your right. one million dollar? Well, I mean, there are a bunch of things in it, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like if I tell you everything that's in it, then I'm giving you I'm I'm giving you all of my work. So all you got to do is go figure out what you'd put in it. One of the things that they get though, they do get one one hour coaching session a week. And I get, I, I get paid $25,000 an hour for coaching. So if you wanted to coach with me for an hour, it'd be 25,000 bucks. Right. Um, and then I help them with some other things in their business to scale their business. But, it, it, but my rule, I'll tell you this, my rule of thumb for offer creation is when I sell you anything, if you can't 10 X your investment in 12 months, I charge you too much. Okay. Yeah. So tell me, so for, for instance, Eric, tell me what you do. I'm a Facebook marketing coach. So um, I've got about 1,300. Facebook marketing coach? Yeah. Say that again? Yeah. Okay, marketing coach, mean? yeah. So, so I coach so people you, on Facebook marketing. Okay, you coach people on Facebook marketing. How much do you charge for your coaching package? So um, when I first started, I charged $500. Um, and then I said uh, $500 to $2,000. $500 for an online course, $2,000 for a two-day program. Um, so after that, I increased my $500 price point to 997 But recently, I got approved by the government to conduct courses for Singaporeans. So, um, what? so in Singapore, right, it's quite special. The government gives grants for people to go for training programs. So like everyone okay. has like maybe $500 of SkillsFuture credits, which they can come for my course. So they don't have to come up with any cash. The government pays me, and they don't have to pay me anything. And I teach them for free, basically, using their credits. Yeah. So I've reduced my price back to $500. So that becomes my new front end offer. But of course, I also have a $5,000 or $10,000 program that I sell on the back end. Yeah. So when you're teaching them Facebook marketing, are you teaching them to be a Facebook marketing coach or you're teaching them to do Facebook ads for their own business? Facebook ads for their own business. So let's say they're insurance agents or property agents or network marketers. I show them how to do that for their own. Yeah. Wow. And so what's, and so what's your high-end offer? Do you have a high-end offer as well? Um. A, a ten thousand, uh, yeah, ten thousand dollars for three months of coaching, yeah. And that's but, your biggest yeah, offer. That's my biggest offer. Yeah. And what's your current monthly revenue? Um. Okay. Right now, right now, I'm I'm like uh I'm scaling down because of because I'm spending more time with my loved ones, but back in twenty nineteen was when I hustled pretty hard. So I was making about uh eight hundred grand in one year. Yeah. Okay. So like you are, do you sell to people in the U.S. as well or you just sell to people in Singapore? Just Singapore alone. Uh, Singapore and Malaysia, yeah. Why only Singapore and Malaysia? Why are you limiting yourself to I, those I just, places? I, I, I could have scaled. Like, I just didn't scale. <laughs> yeah. Huh? When I was in I didn't scale. I used to conduct seminars six days a week or five days a week. Yeah, every seminar I'll make like 4000 or $12,000 every time I do a three-hour seminar. Yeah. But a seminar will be like 20 packs, 20 packs, 40 packs, you know? Yeah. And you did those seminars for selling your coaching package. I did those seminars every, to sell my two thousand dollar two day course or my or my nine. You did them every day. I did that almost every day. Yeah, but now I have an automated webinar that produces sales for me automatically. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So so what is your um, what is your um, what is your revenue goal? Um, okay, I'll be going back, right now I'm in, in UK, but I'll be going back to Singapore probably in February or March, and that's when I'll start turning on my hustle mood again, like, you know, yeah, 
I, I believe there's, mm-hmm. there's waves in entrepreneurship. Uh, like, there's no such thing as, like, I don't think everyone should work hard all the while. There's, there's, there's times where I send time my loved ones instead, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, probably in February or March, I will definitely go uh, a lot more full on. Um, I'll scale up my ad spend. To me, making money is really a formula. Like, if, if, I, if I want to make more money, I just mm-hmm. spend more on ads. And then I just, you know, I just scale, scale it that way. Because I'm always profitable on the front end. Even when I sell my $500 offer, I'm profitable on the front end. So every upsell is is just a bonus net profit for me. Yeah. So I'm yeah. consistently acquiring clients for, for free. Yeah. Or, right. Or getting make, paid to acquire clients. Exactly. I'm getting paid to acquire clients. Yes, correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. So, so yeah. Um, I, dude, you, I, and how old are you? You look like you're, what, 20 what? 24. Yeah, I just turned 24. 24 years old, and you're yeah. that smart. Well, no, I, I went for a lot of like coaching. I went for a lot of uh, seminars. I, I went for my first no, seminar. No, I get that. I get that. Do yeah. you know Peng? Do you know Peng Jun? I know Peng Jun, but I don't think he knows, he knows me. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Um, yeah. But, um, dude, you're killing it. Yeah, I wasn't uh, anywhere near. Like when I was twenty four, I was nowhere near where you are. Yeah, you're crushing so, it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so uh, so if I can just tell your the people who are following you something. If, yeah. If I, can I just talk to them? Sure. Like sure. everything Eric tells you to do, just do it. Like seriously, like just do it. And I, he didn't ask me to say this. Like I'm telling you, he's twenty four years old and he's crushing it. Like and you you might want to hurry up and do some business with him before he figures out how good he is and starts charging you what he's worth. Cause then you're really going to have to pay. So seriously, that, I mean, that's what I have to tell the people who follow you. So do you. You, you have any other questions you'd like to ask me? Cause I'm, I've got a, uh, I've got a meeting I've got to get to here shortly. Sure. So um, I've but I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do 10, I'll do 10 more minutes. Okay, sure. So I've always had this mindset block about charging high ticket because I've, I've signed up for a lot of high ticket programs myself in the past, like 5K, 38K, 5K. And yeah, so um, to me, 5K is a low ticket offer. 5K is a low ticket offer. <laughs> okay. 5K, 5K is a very, I don't, 5K is such a low ticket offer. I don't even have one right now. I'm, a, I'm a, like, I just, I just acquired a software company. So I'm about to have a 5K, 5K offer for the software company, but I don't even have a 5K offer. My lowest ticket, my lowest ticket, high ticket offer is fifty-five grand. Wow, yeah, I, I think that's a huge mindset, you know, a breakthrough. Well, uh, well, yeah, well, I think part of the reason is you think about it like this: like you're really young, right? So mm-hmm. I'm more than twice as old as you, right? I'm fifty-nine. I'll be sixty this year, right? Yeah. And so I've been in the world for a long time, and I understand the value of time, right? Yeah. Because I have a lot more time behind me than you do. Yeah right um all things being equal you more than likely like if we just all die of natural causes you more than likely have a lot more time in front of you than i do so so i because you have so much time in front of you you don't value time as much as i do i see yeah right and so so when you get older you start realizing wait a minute why am i doing this the hard way when i could do it the easy way yeah right whatever that is and um so i'm going to challenge you i'm going to challenge everybody listening to you like figure out how to sell high ticket offers. Like uh, I remember, do you know who Alex Hormozzi is or no? Yeah, Alex Hormozzi. Oh, you know yeah. Alex. Okay. So we're in the inner circle together. I love Alex. He's one of my favorite dudes. He's just a good dude, right? So we're in, the, we're in Russell Brunson's inner circle together. And Alex is, um, 
he gets because in the inner circle, everybody would stand up and tell what they do. Well, I do this, 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 and this, and this is my give. This is what I have for everybody else, and this is my ask. What should I do? So I remember the first time I ever saw him, and he got up and he presented, and he told all the stuff he was doing for these gym owners, and then he said, "I'm charging four thousand dollars," and I'm like, "You're what? Why are you charging them four thousand dollars?" Uh huh. He said, "I don't. I thought it was a good price." I said, dude, you should not be charging any less than $8,000 for that. And there's really no difference between 8,000 and 10,000. You might as well be charging 10. Like there's no difference. There's no, there's only a difference in the mind of the person selling it. There's no difference in the mind of the person buying it. Uh huh. Right. And so he raised his price. And now that program is that he used to sell for 4,000 and it's now 16,000. And then he added another program on top of that. That's 90, 90,000. Wow. But he wouldn't right. And, and they like in the he inner circle, had a $90, program. like What's that? before meeting, before meeting you, he never had a $90,000 program. No, no, okay. he didn't even, his, he had a $4,000 program. Like the joke in the inner circle for a couple of years was I'm going to ask this. I know Myron's going to say, raise your prices. That was like the joke because every time somebody said what they did and how much value, because here's people don't understand how to calculate value. See, you, yeah. because you went to the school, through the school system, you think the value that you offer is based on your time. So that's why you yeah. said, like, I have a, a $10,000 three-month program. Yeah. Being a three-month program does not, in my mind, make it worth 10000 In fact, yeah. so let me ask you a question. Watch this. This is so cool. How do you, how do you sell a high-ticket offer? That's really the question, right? Yeah. Okay. You have to identify the value. Okay. Once you identify the value, then you clarify the value, then you verify the value, right? So you okay. identify the value. You as the salesperson, you have to identify the value. Now, yeah. in order to identify what's value, in order to identify value to somebody, you have to identify, identify what's valuable to that somebody, mm -hmm. right? So like, I can't, I can't just start telling you about my, all the value I have until I know what you value, right? Yeah. I, I can tell you, like, if I spend all this time telling you about the, the perfect, perfectly cut filet mignon steak, and it's cut from this Angus beef, blah, 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 grass-fed, da-da-da, no hormones, blah, 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 and I show you all this value, and then all of a sudden you say, I'm a vegetarian. I wasted my time. Because yeah. I didn't discover the value before I uncovered the value. Mm -hmm. I got to discover what's valuable to you before I uncover what I have that's valuable to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay, so I've sense. got to identify the I've got to identify the value. So, so one of the things I know about people who buy premium anything, like like I drive I drive I drive a Bentley and I drive my I have a Mercedes and my wife has a Mercedes, right? Okay. So I drive high end cars. People mm -hmm. who buy high end cars are not buying cars to save money. My Bentley probably gets eight thir 12 miles to a gallon on on the interstate, eight miles to a gallon in the city. So I'm not buying it because I want to save money, right? Not to mention how much Bentley's cost, right? I'm not buying my Mercedes to save money. The insurance is higher. They burn more gas. Well, my Mercedes done is pr pretty good on gas. But they burn more gas. The insurance is higher. And if something breaks, oh, my goodness, they're really going to take you to the cleaners. So, mm -hmm. so, so when, but, but if you came from not having money, you think that rich people want to save money like poor people want to save money. Rich people are not interested in saving money. I mean, we're interested yeah. in multiplying our money, but we're not interested in saving money on something we desire. When we want something, we don't care how much it costs, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, so the two things rich people want to do, we want to eliminate, we want to eliminate, one, we want to, um, we want to the thing we want to save is time. So we mm -hmm. want to save time. 
That's yeah. critical to me, right? And then I want to eliminate hassle. Those are my two primary objectives. Save time and eliminate hassle. Do you know why I go to the same restaurant for breakfast every day? Because so the waitress because the waitresses know exactly what I want. And when I get there, I can say, I would like the Myron salad. Now they don't have a Myron salad on the menu, yeah. but they have a Myron salad in their brain. That saves me time. I like to get the same servers over and over again because they know what I want. When I go to Eddie yeah. V's, I get the same server every time. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they already know what I want. It saves me time. And guess what else it saves me? It saves me hassle. They, like I go, when I go to First Watch for breakfast in the morning, they know that I want a cup of hot water. Check. To put my silverware in. They know I want extra napkins. Check. They know I want salt and pepper. Check. They know I want water with lemon. Check. All of that stuff they bring without me saying anything. Mm -hmm. Saves me time. It saves me hassle. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. you're selling a high ticket offer. Guess what people don't want? They don't want yeah. hassle and they don't want mm -hmm. it to take forever. Yeah. So if I say, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to show you how to make a hundred thousand dollars in a day. I'm going to show you how to make a million dollars in a day. Have you ever had a million dollar day? Uh, no, no. Oh, well you <laughs> deserve no. to have a million dollars. You deserve to have a million dollar day. So, so now if I said, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to show you how to have a million dollar day and it's going to take seven years. Okay. I'm going to show you how to take, have a million dollar day. It's going to take two days. Which one of those is more valuable to you? Two days. Right. But people who create high ticket offers insist on putting a whole bunch of stuff in their offer and, and making it last over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. But if you could learn how to have a million dollar day in two days, isn't that more valuable than taking seven years? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So if I say I'm going to, you're going to get, you're going to get, 170 videos, you're going to get 70 books and you're going to get, and you're going to get um, 50 audios, right? 170 videos, 50, 70 books, 50 audios. And then you're going to get to have your $1 million day. Or I said, spend two days with me, two days one workbook, 18 pages. And then you get access to me for questions, access for questions for one year. Mm -hmm. Most of my students have six multiple six figure days out of the gate first event they do after they take my training. Mm -hmm. Some of them have million dollar, two million dollar. One of them had a five million dollar day. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, 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 you want to you want to get better at high ticket offers? Yes, definitely. Get better at get better at showing people the speed. Okay. And the ease, speed and ease. That's what that's what rich people like. That's what high ticket buyers want. So, anyway, um. I think you're an amazing human being. You're an amazing entrepreneur. I'm glad yeah, I met yeah. you. Yeah. I'm glad I met you. So, and we need to do some business of some kind together. So. Definitely, definitely. If you're ever on Clubhouse, just let me know. I'm always on Clubhouse right nowadays. Say again? If you're ever on Clubhouse, just let me know. I'm always on Clubhouse nowadays. 
Oh yeah. yeah. If you're following me and you're notified every time I go on, you'll get the notification. Cause I I'm on there a couple of times a day in and out doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Clubhouse yeah. is the platform that God had me in mind when he had somebody create it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I, because words are my thing and clubhouse so, is an when, audio app when you sell high ticket do you always sell them from the stage or sometimes you do the phone calls or because most um, people do a, a webinar and then a sales call yeah i don't do i don't do webinars i don't like them okay I, I, they're fine but i don't like them i i do virtual events and live events and virtual um virtual events and live events um I'm going to create an automated, see, I could do an automated webinar if it's an automated whiteboard webinar, but I'm not going to do a, I'm not going to do an automated webinar with slides. I don't, I hate power. I hate using PowerPoint. It's just so disengaging to me. I see. I see. So that's why when you see me, I always have, like, if you see me, even on Russell Brinson's stage, I don't know if you ever saw the video, but yeah. it's like, it's all whiteboard. I, I don't like, power, I don't like it. So. so, so do you think Dan Henry and, okay, do you think Dan Henry and Dan Locke's success like how many percent of their success will you attribute to like your training? I mean, like they're well, really good themselves, but like how much? Oh, like, they they were both of them were monumentally successful before they met me, but they weren't doing yeah. million dollar days. Yeah. Right. So high ticket, high volume. That's the secret yeah. to million dollar days. High ticket, high volume, and I taught them how to do high ticket, high volume. See, selling from the stage is different than selling on a webinar. Selling from the stage is different from selling on an automated webinar. Selling from the stage. And, and not only that, the way I sell is very, very different than the way most people sell, right? Mm -hmm. so I don't, and, and it's just, it's, it's very, um, it's very cooperative. I see. Like I'm not a high, I'm a high ticket salesperson, but I'm not high pressure. I'll talk I you see. out of buying from me before I talk you into it. I'm not going to talk you into buying from me. Because if I have to talk you into buying from me, then I've done a really terrible job selling you. See, I understand see. this. Selling is persuasion is not convincing. Convincing is when I attempt to get you to do something I desire you to do for my reasons. That's what convincing is. Persuasion mm -hmm. is when I help you make a decision you already desire to make for your own reasons. But in order for me to do that, I have to care enough about you to find out what your reasons are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So. so when they sold on a virtual event, like let's say Dan Henry's event, do people just go to the link and then buy a high ticket offer? Like they just go to the link they and put it in the... Like, yeah, that's, a pro, that's, that's, a, that's a process that I don't have time to teach on a podcast interview, and okay. I certainly would not do it. That's something that, like, there's some stuff I'm only going to teach you if you pay me. Like, I ain't going to tell sure. you that. I ain't going to back up the truck. I ain't going to back up the truck unless you pay me, right? 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 So, course, but I do, I respect you for asking, though. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right, okay. Anyway, if anyone wants to follow you, what's the Instagram handle? The, how, how should they follow you? What's your website? Yeah. 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 So on Instagram is really like, if you go to Instagram, um, mm -hmm. my Instagram is at Myron, all okay, all lowercase, all one word golden. Hi. But uh, so that's a good place to follow me. Um, for those of you who would like to get, I don't know if, I don't know if you have this or not, Ehrlich, but Ehrlich, but um, um, at Funnel Hacking Live, I did a round table for two hours and 16 mm -hmm. minutes and I recorded oh, yeah. it. Yeah, you can share it with okay. you. Do you have that recording? I, I consume as much content of you online as possible, as much as I could find. So, okay. So, so I'm going to tell people where they can get that just because if you go, like, if you paid me for two hours of coaching, this, what, what's on this audio is what I would tell you in two hours. I agree. And you would have yeah. to pay me $50,000 to teach you this, but instead I'm going to give it to you for free.
Why? Yeah. Well, because you can't go wrong giving because it, it all comes back. It's a seed, right? So go to F H L round table dot com and put your name and email address and phone number in there. And I'll give you the recording of me teaching about 50 or 60 entrepreneurs around the table with like listening to every word that I said for two and two hours and 16 minutes. And that audio is yours for free, my friend. I, so. I've listened to this. The value is definitely what he said. $35,000 value or $50,000 value. 50, oh yeah. Yeah. It'll change like that audio will change anybody's business. It's mind blowing. It's, 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 it's like, it's kind of like, did he really just tell me all this for free? He kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. Like it blew okay. my mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to solve oh. it, but it blew my mind. Yeah. That was really, oh, really so good. So that audio blew your mind. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Like I have always had a mindset block about high ticket offers for a very, very, very long time because I I'm didn't have a something. consumer. So I didn't really want to offer it as coach. Yeah. So, so here's what, here's what you need to do. Okay. You need to let me teach you what I know. You need to go to stage selling secrets. And I know you already had a call with my brother, but you need to go book a call for the purpose of working with me because you already have everything in place. Like you could be making, you could be making three, $400,000 a month working part-time. Like, I mean, I mean, part-time, part-time you just yeah. like you're, but you don't under, like, I'm going to help you break through if, if it's, if it's a transformation you desire to have, and maybe it's not, and that's okay too. But if it's a transformation you desire to have, there's no doubt in my mind, like you would be a rock star. You, you're an easy million dollar day waiting to happen. Easy, oh. easy. Like, and, 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 and oh, every day you put it off, it's cost. Every, every day you put it off, it's cost you a million dollars. I want you to think about this. Let's mm -hmm. say, let's say you could have four $1 million days in 2021 and you don't do it. Right. And let's say, so that would be $4 million, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to think about this. And by the way, everybody watching this podcast, think about this too. Let's say you could have four, million, four $1 million days, which because you know how to get the people in the room and because you already know how to sell, you still don't understand the high ticket component yet. This is an easy deal for you. Four $1 million days, like with that crowd behind you, that's a million dollar day if you got the right offer. That might be a two or $3 million day if you got the right offer, right? Please. So watch this. So bad, let's right? say- Let's say you don't, let's say you don't do it. You don't take me up on it and you just make 800,000 again, right? That means it costs you $3,200,000 to not know how to do what I'm going to show you. So if you want to pay life $3,200,000 for not knowing, hey, I celebrate that. I celebrate you for that. But guess what I know? Here's what I know about you. Like yeah. to be 24 years old, making $800,000 a year. I wasn't making $80,000 a year when I was 24. I wasn't making $8,000 a year when I was 24 years old. So you're smart. So you're, I mean, you're smart enough to figure out that whatever I'm going to charge you, it ain't going to be what life is going to charge you for not knowing what I'm going to teach you. So do your thing, bro. Okay. Well, you're making, well, you're bringing up that vibe of the You really know how to sell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I'm not just selling. Like, I, am, I, I want you to think about this every day for the rest of your life. I want you to ask yourself at the end of the day, did I have my million-dollar day yet? And if the answer is no, well, how much longer do you want that to be your story? Eric, I got to go, bro. I got an appointment. Thank you. Thank you so it's much, Myron. Great, you are you're legendary. Out of all the speakers, you're one of the interviews I look forward to the most. 
I've learned so well, much I've you. consumed almost every video that you have on YouTube and I'll continue to consume more. And now uh, it's th- now it's time I'm for ready. you to step up to the plate once and take I your business to, to the next level. Once I go to Singapore, I'll definitely look for you. All once right, I'm man. Ready, I- Thank you so much, Myron, for the interview. Thank, thank you. And I hope all of you enjoyed this interview as well. Thank you. All right. Been, to, good, been good talking to you. Have a great one. Did you get value from this video? If you did, make sure you do these four things. Number one, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Make sure you turn on the notification bell so that you'll be the first to be notified whenever I have a new video that goes live. Number two, like this video. Number three, comment one of the three biggest learning lessons or the big three biggest takeaways you've gotten from this video. And number four, share this video with as many friends as you can who you believe will get value as well. Thank you so much for watching this video and I'll see you real soon. Alaric, Grant Cardone here. Great to see all the success you're having in Singapore. Electrify the world, bro. Is that what you want to do? Why don't you just give them the truth? The right people will find you, man. If you're telling the truth, if you're authentic, transparent, you don't even need to get them jacked up about it. I'm watching you, dog.